Hello sports fans, welcome back to the next rendition of the weekly Fallout Sports Talk with Mick and Brew. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good, brother. How good are you doing? It. You too, Scotty. Always a pleasure. Always, Always man. Pleasure. Always fun. Whew, so we got some exciting, exciting stuff. We got, uh, of course, Super Bowl. Of course, yep. Talking about those two, NFC, <sighs> AFC Championship You know what? Games. Let me tell you what I'm so excited about. Just a little side note personally. I'm so excited about the Super Bowl because that morning when I wake up, my 21-day Daniel fast is over. Yeah. And I've had such good revelation from the good Lord, but I get to eat anything I want for oh, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, man. Have you decided what your layout with the is going to be? Everything. everything. I'm having burgers, pizza, steak. I'm oh, eating it all. You're going to just nachos. Veg out all day. I'll, oh, yeah. And then I'll be in like a food coma for the rest so, of the so, day. So it's going to start at 8 in the morning? Like, like, what, I'm what going time? to have a big breakfast okay. first thing in the morning. Okay. Eggs, bacon, yeah. pancakes, waffles. I'm going to eat it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not even going to be able to watch the Super Bowl. All I've been able to eat is fruit, veggies, beans, nuts, mm. and water. Now, I, I did I did make a deal with the good Lord that I am going to have coffee. He's going to allow me to have that, that wondrous black bean in the morning. Okay. So it's a bean. But it's a bean. We're it, good. It, it, and there it is. No sugar, no cream. All right. Yeah, but anyway. Perfect. But yes. Right. Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. We got a lot <laughs> to talk about. And, you know, and the good thing about Ooh. it, we have a whole week. To yes, prepare for that, yes, so you know yes. we'll be able to drill down on that, you know, as the next episode That's comes. Right. But That's right. um, obviously, you know, we're gonna have some ponds updates. Yes, we got. We're gonna do yes. some more announcements, so that's yes. gonna be exciting. Um, and I love doing this. By the way. And we have two presidents, one former and one current, that's gonna be on the show today, Mister Presidents. Yes, yes, that is awesome. Dude, our show is starting to really grow, where we have presidents that want to. Come be on this and be a part of what we're building. I'm telling you, Bill Clinton and George W. Um, not those presidents. Okay. Yeah, it won't. It won't be those guys. Okay, good. That's okay. Yeah, hey, but it, presidents nonetheless. Presidents nonetheless. Love so it. we Love we it. got a surprise for you guys yes. um, as well. So hey, man, let's just jump right let's into jump it. In. All right. So hey, let's start NFC Championship game. Yes. 49ers. Yes. Packers. Yes. Uh, you know. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like he was wanting to really participate much in that game. Every time they show a close-up of his face, he was like, okay, I'm just here playing some football. And, you know, I, I am better than Tom Brady, but I'm not really showing it today. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think he was a little bit more frustrated with his offensive <laughs> line. Okay, uh, all right. You know, uh, that that defensive front uh, for the 49ers, uh, uh, in my opinion, is one of the best in the league. And this was the first time in a while that they had been 100% healthy mm -hmm. across the mm -hmm. board. The O-line for the Packers have been – they have been shaky mm -hmm. throughout throughout true. the year. Um, you know, when they beat the the uh, Seahawks, you know, all they had to do was double clowning, and they were able to go one-on-one. -on -one. A little bit tougher uh, with the guys out in the Bay Area to to block those guys one-on-one. -on -one. And Bosa and company, they just had a field day on They them. did. I they mean, did. they just attacked, they attacked, um, and they were getting pressure without even having to blitz, which in turn allowed those linebackers to sit in the flats. Yep. You have DBs. Now you can run your cover two over the top. Yep. You know, now Devontae Adams did have a monster game, and he played great, but the other receivers, you know, it was like a no-show. You know, it was it was unfortunate for Aaron. I like I – per personally, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he is an awesome quarterback. 
But it just he he the whole game from the beginning to halftime throughout the end of the game he just it almost looked like he had the flu he was coming out there he just he, whether he was getting pressured or whatever he had such a hard time you know getting the ball out he was making terrible throws um, just it it wasn't his day no it wasn't um, you know I mean to be down twenty seven zero at halftime yeah you know that's tough uh, but look the week before Patrick Mahomes did it he was twenty four zero down and he came back and scored fifty one points. Yeah, well, I know it's a different guy. Yeah, <laughs> you're bringing We're not up talking about that guy. Again. <laughs> yeah, stop. I know I haven't had it. Uh, but anyway, but hey, but you know, hey, Jimmy G. Oh my God! And here's the thing that's crazy. Oh right? yeah, Go crazy. Ahead. You know, contract, and you know, the guy completes what seven balls, uh, six for eight. Yeah, six for eight. Yep, seventy-seven I mean, yards. You know, I, I've I've had uh, eleven you you know year old quarterbacks. That have completed more than that after the first quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, it wasn't needed. The mm-hmm. running game mm-hmm. was working well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, terrible injury with Coleman. You know, I believe yeah. he's going to be out for the year. Yeah. But, um, you know, but hey, but 3 1 came in ready. Man. Numbers called. Man. He jumps in. 220 yards, four TDs. Yes. That dude. Yes. Raheem Ostart came back yes. and was like, this is my game. I'm yes. putting it on my shoulders. We're taking it out. Yes. And, you know what? Mm. It, it, it worked out. Oh my God. It, it worked out in a great way. And, it, and defensively, you know, hey, I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Richard Sherman, right? Sure, you know, absolutely. I mean, he went to Stanford. You know, it's a little Smart correlation there with the pines, with the S on the side sure, of the helmet. Sure. So I'm gonna always root for the Stanford guys a right, little bit more right. than others. But um, you know, hey, he he did a really really good job. Yeah, oh. yeah, he did. And he's he's getting up there, man. Yes, he's getting up there. Yes, that dude can still ball. Though. Yes, I don't care what anybody yes. says. Yes, no, no. So, uh, but anyway, so exciting to see the 49ers. So, yes, me too. Actually. Let's talk a little bit about who they're going to be facing. The Kansas City Chiefs. Sir. Yes, yes. Mahomes, Mahomes. Oh man, that dude. That dude. I mean, what do you say? That dude. I mean, that guy. You know, and, and if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go on record now and say that he will be one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in our lifetime. And I'm going to put him up there now because, I mean, he, he can do it all. Um, it's been a while since we've seen a quarterback that mm-hmm. is as accurate as one of the guys mm-hmm. on Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. the, the Mannings, the Bradys of the world, Rodgers of the world, but still have the, the legs and can run and so elusive as the Michael Vicks of the world or the Randall Cunningham's of the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if we've seen a true combination. I, I feel that Russell Wilson is probably the closest that we've seen. Yep. Um, you know, Michael Vick was never able to put it all the way together. Like he right, ran in his right. younger years. And then when he got with Andy Reid in Philadelphia, he was more of a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Still could run, but, you know, the, those legs were a little older. <laughs> Speaking about running, I loved that play when Mahomes – uh, fades back and he starts kind of rolling out to the left a little bit and he's about to act like he's going to throw it and it looks like he's just going for the first down so he's running and then he sees the field open up this is when that one he scored from 27 yards yeah. out oh, yeah. and it looks like he oh, just yeah. starts right down the sideline he's like ding 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 and then cuts it back in and then roll 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 a couple guys trying yes. to get in breaks it off yes. falls in the end zone yeah <laughs> and, and that was the thing you know I'm watching the game with my son and you know the whole time Jalen's like well he's not that fast Mahomes is not that he, fast he's not, he's not, and he doesn't look it but however just like you said, I mean, he gets around the edge, yep. gets to the sideline, yep. puts a little juke on the corner, <laughs> and then just the bordeaux. So, but that, and that's my point. I yeah. mean, I don't know if we've seen a QB like this. And um, I tell you man. what, man, um, I don't think this is going to be his last 
trip to the show. No, um, you know, even yeah. if they don't win it, I mean, look at their their project their, their, their projectory that he's been on. Went to the AFC Championship game last year, was one offsides mm. penalty away from making the Super Bowl. Then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they come back this year, they finish the job and get to the Super Bowl, right? You know, and you know the kid's still young. Not only that, I mean, Andy Reid is. We got to give credit to Andy Reid. I mean, that guy, that guy knows how to coach. He, he knows how to coach quarterbacks. And, I mean, look what he's been doing the last several years. Do you know Andy Reid has not had a losing season since he was in Philadelphia in 2012? He has, been, he has won 11, 9, 11, 12, 10, 12, 12. And, you know, two of those, obviously, or three of those were with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Goes, goes um, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, 12 and 4 the last two years. And he knows what he's got, and he puts all that together. Here's what the nice thing is about Andy Reid. Is he coaches to Patrick Mahomes' Mahomes strengths. And he basically says, Here, Patrick, here's three plays you can run in this on this down, and you pick the best one that you feel oh, yeah. when you get up to the line that's that's good like that. Yep. I wish I wish yep. I wish there was another coach that yeah. did that. Well, I mean, and that's the thing with, with Andy <laughs> Reid, is that he's always done that. He did it with Minab. Right. He, right. he did it with Vic. That's right. Uh, you know, he's always been uh, that guy, yeah, right. You know, and that's why it's but going to be interesting as you know we get closer to the Super Bowl to kind of us to talk and break down a little bit more about yeah. now he's in the big game and yeah. that's he still has that monkey on his back. Yep. And like I said, we'll yep. talk about that in the future. Now let's talk a little bit about the defensive side of the football. Yes, you know the Kansas City Chiefs linebacking core. They they came out before the game and said that it's not hard for them to tackle Derrick Henry. Right. You know they were not impressed with what he did against the Patriots, against the Baltimore Ravens. Right, um, as it, as the attitude should have been. Correct, correct, correct. Um, however, you know, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do, and in turn, they were the first team in the playoffs to finally get the Titans out of their game plan. Mm-hmm. And we all know the game plan was to feed the beast, feed mm-hmm, the beast, mm-hmm. Tannehill play action, feed the beast, feed the beast, Tannehill play action. Um, however. They got them out of that a little earlier than what they wanted. Although Tennessee was up 10-0 in that game, yeah. Kansas City, they were like, well, we're down 24 the week yeah. before. So right. 10-0 is nothing. That's right. And <laughs> sure enough, same same scenario. Yeah. Um, at one point, they were up by, you know, three scores late, you know, and I, I you know, made a nice little post to my, my Tennessee Titan fans letting them know, like, hey, <laughs> you know, here you go. You yeah, know, that's I, right. That's it, here, right. Now they're starting to, to turn it on. You know, Tennessee fought back and – you know, kept it a little bit respectable, but you know, I, I don't think the final score really uh, dictated how that game went. I think Kansas City um, did what they wanted to do against them. Derrick Henry ran it 19 times for 69 yards, so you can obviously see that the, the ex Oilers wanted to run him. They tried to run him, but you, like you said, the the linebackers and, and yeah. the D line of Kansas City was yeah. just like, Derrick, you're going to sit down. Today. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, and so. then and then by the as the game progressed, it seemed like they kept on getting more and more pressure on Tannehill, and Tannehill couldn't do what he had been used to doing for the last several weeks. Exactly, you know, dropping back, wiggling around a little bit, getting the passes out there. He just he couldn't get it done. He couldn't. He couldn't. So, so were just yeah, in on well, you know, but I'm excited. It was good. You know, it's going to be a yeah. great Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. um, and like I said, I look forward to. Uh, next week, us kind of drilling down and talking about that a little bit more and making our predictions. Yep. Right. Um, and we'll 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 do a good job of hamming that up. I'm sure because we'll have some other, you know, tidbits that we want to talk about, like the coin flip. Or, yes. You yeah, know, the yeah. halftime show. Yeah. You know, because we we have a lot of fans that don't care about football on here, but we have to cater to our audience. Who's gonna be at the halftime? Is it Lopez and Shakira? I think so. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be a lot of booty shaking. <laughs> 
Please. I'm just, I'm th- I'll be eating okay. during that time, Okay. Sir. I'll be engulfing I'll, more stuff. Show, show, showstopper, <laughs> showstopper and myself will report the news on the halftime show, Scotty B. Oh, my God. We'll That's let you funny. handle the national anthem and the prayer before I'll, the I'll, game. Yes, thank you. You report thank from you. there. Yes. And unfortunately, you. Scott, you know, <laughs> Showstopper and myself will watch Shakira and J-Lo. Please do. That'll be fun. We'll try to struggle That'll through that. So, All right. So, we, all right, so, so moving on. on. A couple weeks. We'll talk more about that yes. next week. All right. So now, next topic. Yes. McGregor's back. He is. Bro. He is he, back. He was so patient in that fight. And, and, uh, we talk about the same fight. Well, hold on, just hold on. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about the same fight. Okay. So I watched it too. Okay. So Cowboy's patience. I, well, this is his patience is he was trying to get Cowboy to react and he was gonna counter. And then every, every time that, that, that Cowboy would come in to, to react and he would do the little fake, McGregor would kick and, and then at the very end, at that 48 seconds, he hits him right in the temple and night, night. Yeah. Well, the fight that I saw, it was zero patience. I mean, he might have been patient walking from the locker room down to get his face put Vaseline on. No, he, and it slipped his little tennis shoes he off. He had a good plan. Because the moment that that dude got out of the way with let's ready to rumble and yeah. everybody cleared the octagon, it was just them two dudes. Yeah. And the referee, it was on and popping. <laughs> that dude came right out the gate, knee to the to the side of the head. God, yeah. I'm dizzy, yeah. I'm dizzy. And he just kept putting his shoulder into, I thought he was going to break that dude's nose. I've yeah. never in my life seen that tactic. And that's the beauty thing about, you know, MMA. You know, um, I, I watched the documentary on I don't know if you've seen the 30 for 30 that ESPN has done on it. You should watch it. It's called, um, it's called, McGri- no, it's called uh, Ortiz and uh, Chuck, or Chuck and Ortiz. So it's about, you know, Tino Ortiz, oh, Chuck Liddell, yes, the yes, two yes, guys yes. that kind of really yes, helped, yes, yes. you know, pump yes, up yes. MMA and get it yes, to be yes, yes. more of a household. Yes, well, yes. go watch that because you learn a lot. You know, Okay, great. So if you remember how they pretty much came up with all the different sports and they brought it all together. So once again, McGregor being the uh, champ that he is, yep. nobody's ever gone into a fight and the first five blows are from a shoulder to a dude's face. Yeah, that was yeah, you know. Was, so you're right. You're right. That, that kick good. to the temple was the ultimate knockout, and that was kind of the it's a wrap from there. But <laughs> you know, I just don't think that the game plan of uh, Cowboy was to you know have to fight no. off somebody's shoulder. No, you're right. You know, going to his face. So, you're right. You're uh, right. Exciting fight. You know, uh, it probably long s- enough. He probably sucked for the guys that flew to Vegas. You know, probably paid ten grand a piece for a ticket to sit ringside to watch. I know. Um, you know, granted, you did get to see Holly Holm in the, in the undercard. Sure. Um, you know, she she's a, a a champ in the women's division, but you know they were there for Connor. Oh, of course. And um, the, the, let's just say that the pregame uh, lasted longer than the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, but Cowboy, hey, one of the most successful, sure. you know, or the most successful, you know, fighter in USC history when it comes to wins, I think number of fights. Um, so, you know, it wasn't like a layup city. A lot of people were, right. you know, critical of who Connor fought. Hey, if you've been gone that long, you know, I think he's been out for over, they said, what, 1,100 days or something. So, I mean, what does that equate to? Three, half years? Uh, something four, like that. Four, almost, yeah, yeah, almost close to four. So, um, you don't come back and just fight a champion no. right out the gate, right? No. So, you know, kudos to, to uh to Connor for setting up, you know, which I think is a, a great fight yep. coming out the gate. Be interested to see, you know, when he goes for that belt next yeah. time around. Well, so 
It'll be a good one. It will be. So we'll it, see. It, we'll see who's next on McGregor's list of victims. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So awesome. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, moving so, on. Moving on to the Ooh. next hot topic. This is a hot topic. Wow. So. Go ahead. You're a basketball guy. You want to bring it in. Okay. It's basketball. It's basketball. Okay. So, you have Kansas and Kansas State. Of course. Right? Big hey, rivals. Rivals. Rivals, right? right? Um, basketball game is over. Yep. They're playing in Lawrence, Kansas. It is over. You're correct. Okay. In essence of, you know, it's all about waiting the for the horn has been zero. sounded. It, it has not hit yet. Oh. It's not hit yet. It was yet. right there, then. It was right there. So, okay. for people that follow basketball, you know that up in Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. The fans will start doing their ooh, you rock chalk, blah, blah, whatever that is, right? <laughs> That's their signal of being like, it's a wrap. Right, right. You just got your butt beat. Right. We're about to line up, shake it hands. It was 81 to 59. Okay. They're dribbling out. We've yep. seen this all the time. Yep. As the guy's trying to dribble out the clock, one of the K-State guys comes and rips them. It takes the ball. He's like, hey, I play until the, until the clock hits zeros. That was with the DeSosa. Draw, dribbling the ball up. Uh, correct. Right? Yeah. And so, then, kid takes it from him. Right. He tries to go down and hit a layup. Right. I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's trying to pat the stats. Ah, you know, <laughs> you have no idea what's going through these, these 19, 20-year-old kids' heads. But, however, Zosa was like, screw that. Right. You're not about to get uh, rip me, embarrass me on national yes, TV. that's right. Right? That's right. So, he goes and blocks the shot. Yes. Well, then he decides to stand on top yep. of him yep. and, and let him know. Yeah, you know uh, that's not cool. He yeah. lets some some sweat drip. You ain't doing that in my house, correct? Right. He lets sweat drip from different parts of his body right on the guy's face. I mean, right just, I mean, it was bad. Yeah. And then a huge brawl just takes off. Yeah. Oh, uh, there, there it is. There. I mean, right yeah. Now. I mean, look at that. Uh, Draw. Get yes. out of my house. Oh man. So the guys that are listening <laughs> to the show and not yeah. watching, please oh, uh, go to Woodlands yes. online. Yes. It'll it'll Good be call. it'll be on um, on the Mick and Brew. Uh, weekly fallout, but yes, I mean, mm. as you see, I mean, that's just terrible. Mm. And then this also picks up a chair. Oh, that was, I that mean, was ridiculous. they're stomping on people. And then you have a guy from Kansas State that's in street clothes, yeah, oh, and, and he's swinging. A bunch of kids are jumping in on that, they were up 20 points, yes, it, it was no need, Man. no need, no need. Now, mind you, DeSosa also another one of those kids that has got so much talent and, and is awesome at the sport. Has issues off the field. Yeah, you know, it was a few months ago or however long ago that he had, had he had accepted some money. Yeah, right. And they they get they he was suspended then for a little bit, and and then he comes out and does and pulls this junk. Man, it's it's I don't know I don't know it, it's it's crazy, but it is what it is. Um, you know, I think minimum minimum. 10 game suspension for that kid. Oh yeah, well it's already been announced that you know it is. Ten games for him. Okay, um, and you know, and, and kudos to uh, Bill Self, head coach of uh, the the Kansas uh, Jayhawks, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Bruce Weber, uh, head coach of Kansas City. I mean, Kansas State, right? Wildcats. I mean, they both are handling things the right way, yeah. right? They both are saying that not only are they going to let the NCAA do their suspensions, yep. but they're going to also have their own punishments that they're going to be as giving out as, as well. Um, so, uh, definitely. Um, Going to be tough. Yep. You know, tough for him. But hey, the end of the day it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep. Right. So, um, so young man, DeSosa, get some help, man. Go to anger classes and, and get some help. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's the only thing we can say. All right. So, we're going to yeah. break out of this. Yes. And move yes. to the next. We, we, we will. So, yes. hey, up next. Yes. Some announcements. Pines announcements. 
So, guys, y'all stay tuned. Be right back. We're going to be announcing some more kids to that have joined yes. the forest. Yes, the forest. 2020 season's yes. coming up. So, we'll be right back. Yep. Want to know where the best spots to dine and relax in the woodlands are? Or what's happening in your favorite fandom? From taste buds to the kingdom of geekdom, Woodlands Online has you covered. Woodlands Online, the place for local takes. All right, we are back. Um, Mick and Brew, Fallout, and Pines Announcements. Yes, but if you hadn't signed up, go to mc-athletics.com, fill out the tryout and waiver form, um, and and come be a part of something great. Yes. So, so here we go. All right. Let's start. We are starting with um, eighth grade announcements. Okay. So and who do we have today? So okay. we're so we're gonna we're gonna go through this, um, and um, it's gonna be very exciting. So we're gonna talk about the kid, their height, their weight, and who their favorite player is. Okay. All right. Okay. What teams do we have? This is. What do you mean? Like which teams are we announcing today? Uh, we are announcing eighth grade and eleven U. Okay, All perfect. Right. So All right, goes so eighth grade. grade and eleven U. Today. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna also announce the high school these kids are gonna be going to next year. Oh, on the eighth grade level. On the eighth grade level. Okay, that's right. I like it. All right, so here we go. So this is a kid, and, and we're not going to talk a bunch about each kid because they all have their own special feats, and, I mean, we could be here for two hours. <laughs> right. So, a lot but, of talent. But this particular kid, I coached several years ago, okay. and I had a special name for him. It was, his name is, his name is Jace Fussell, but we called him Jace Me Down McHustle Fussell. Okay. Because okay. he's not only fast, but this kid plays defense. And he's like a shotgun. When he yes. sees that target, yes. boom, he blows it up. Yes. Love yes, Jace. Jace. So, Jace Fussell, congratulations, 5'8", 160 pounds. Oak Ridge High School is going to be his next stop. And his favorite player is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, actually, I think that it's not the favorite player. I think that's what the coaches are comparing them to. Oh, really? Yeah. So what? I, I know. That's some big oh, words. That, that is okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, then we have um, – now, this kid played on the Pines last year. Yes. Um, also, going to Oak Ridge High School, yeah. uh, Justin Williams. Yes. J-Dub. Yeah, man, a great football player. Yeah, he, he I've was, seen him play. Actually. Yes, he, he's actually he's played. He's Yes, correct. Yes, that's right. He's actually played on, um, not only the Pines, but he's also played uh, on our uh, select uh, 707 oh, nice. um, Ducks. Awesome. Uh, you know, football teams as well. I mean, but Justin's a go-getter. I mean, great hands, great route runner. Uh, so the coaches believe Julio Jones would be synonymous th- there it with is. Justin yes, Williams. Yes, so That's good. Really, really good football player. I'm excited to uh, watch him again this year. That's awesome. Okay, so here we have. Uh, from Lake Creek High School, five seven three. Is that a typo? No, that's right, baby. Three hundred and ten pounds. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Big so fella. good, good, good comparison to uh, Vince Wilfork. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Alvin Moore, congratulations, brother. Yes. Dude, Big Daddy on, yeah. in the house. I know. I know. Wow. I know. And he's out there with us, Montgomery. Is he a nose guard? He, well, I mean, I'm not the eighth grade coach. So oh, I don't know where Sean's going to play him. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I would imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I know this kid too. Um, good O line kid. He has actually good feet for a big feller. Um, 5'11. 260. Dude, this kid's like 14 years old. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's going to be going coaches at the Woodlands High School. You're going to be happy about this. Um, Christian King. Yes. Another good SCFL product. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Came yes. up through the ranks and, and um, you know, he's been doing select football the past couple of years, but yeah, he... He's a really, really wow. good football player. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, that's that kind of takes me back to uh, Jace Fussell. That kid played six years in the SEF. No, two, four, six, 
eight years in SCFL. He started when he was five? He started when he was a first-year freshman. Okay. Yeah, that dude. Okay. He, he got lots of experience. I like it. Yeah. Oh, another SCFL product, Quentin Foster. Yes. What? Yes. Nice. 5'10", 155 pounds. He's going to be going to Cypress Creek High School. And the one he's going to be like or should be like or is like, Robert Griffin the third. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's some skill. That is. That's that, nice. That is. That is. Oh, and before you move on too <clears throat> oh, yes, far, please. remember, so Christian King, yes. his connection was. Oh, uh, Richie, Richie Incognito. Richie Incognito. <laughs> that's a, he's going to be talking like this. You know, I'm going to go take some heads off. <laughs> there, touch. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I like that. Oh, you said pasta. That's right. That's right. Uh, premium full pizza. <laughs> anyway, okay, so here we go. Um, another uh, Willis High School, uh, another Pines uh, comeback. Uh, Cannon Roach, yep. 5'10", 165 pounds, going to go to Willis and Adam Thielen. Ooh, another good Adam Thielen yes. prodigy kid. Yes. That's good. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean- Cannon, good luck, brother. Man, congratulations. That is awesome. You have made it to the Pines again. I love it. Representing mm. Willis. That's right. All right, here we go. Another Willis High School uh, kid getting ready to go up to uh, up to high school next year. 5'9", 145 pounds. Most like Taysen Hill. What? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Montana Parker. Yes. Congratulations, yes, man. Montana Mon- Parker. Montana Another is, Pines uh, comeback. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, Montana's been with us for the past couple of years. And, I mean, you know, that, that Taysen Hill – you know, comparison yeah. is spot on. I mean, they, wow. the kid can do it all. We can put wow. a quarterback, receiver, running back. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He is. Nice. Well, it was here for the, the New that, Orleans Saints. You're absolutely you know, right. just you're a kid that can do it all. So. That's awesome. That's a great comparison. <laughs> here we go. Um, oh, and at 6'2", 215 pounds, going to be going to high, uh, Conroe High School, yep. Matthew Westmoreland. Now, I know that name. Uh yes, is you he do. a Pines return? You do. Uh, SCFL. I, I I think both. I th- okay, I, I think, think both right. for sure. SCFL, yes, but yes. um, I can't remember if he was with us last year. Like I said, we two hundred kids. Yeah, it's hard I, to I remember everyone. But so Nick Bosa, who he's gonna be like? That's that's what I say. Who's yes. gonna be, who he's like right yes. now as a kid? But which is awesome. Yes. So I mean, I'm assuming he's gonna be on the defensive side of the football. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> All right, and we'll wreck havoc. Here we go. Another Oak Ridge High School. Man, we're feeding Oak Ridge, man. We are. That's awesome. We are, man. The, boy, the boys are coming out, man. Yeah. I hear this kid's I hear this kid's voice all the time because he hangs out with uh Sawyer. But um 5'11, 245 pounds. Uh Diego Guzman. Oh yeah. And dude, yeah. that dude's a hoss. Yeah. I've seen him play too. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Over, he's over good. at Irons, yeah. Yeah, the, the coaching staffs, um, they're 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 excited about about him. I bet you they know, are. I, I've I've heard some conversations, and they 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 think this kid is gonna uh, do a lot of special things. I bet, yeah. So, yeah. And, and who's he compared he, to? He's a be. Uh, he would be compared to Brian Balaga. Okay. <laughs> Beast Balaga. Beast. That's Balaga. awesome. That's great. Good job. Congratulations, Diego. That is awesome, brother. Um, and then we've got six feet tall, one hundred sixty pounds, out of the blue corner, Rashad. Richardson and his Ooh. twin brother. Yeah. Yes. Jamon Richardson. Hey, look at that. They're the same height and the same weight. Well, they're twins. They're twins. I mean, identical. Identical twins. I mean, well, look at their faces. I mean, for the ones that are that are listening, just remember, go to Woodlands <clears> Online. <throat> Showstoppers going to have it up as we're announcing the players. So That's you can right. see their, their pictures and 
But uh, yeah. So Rashad and Jamon, good job. Congratulations. And Cypress Creek High School gets a double dose. Double dose. Of the Richardson yes. combo. And, and then they're compared to Devin and Jason. McCoy. They're brothers too. They are. I wonder if they're twins. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> twins being compared to other twins. Go figure. It's a circle of life. That's right. That's good. I like that. All That's right. very good. All right. Sweet. Moving on. Six feet, 230 pounds. Going to Mike Jackson School. Yeah. Grand Oaks High School. Yes. Hunter Dodge. Oh, that's a football name. Dodge. Hunter Dodge. Oh, yeah. Hunter Dodge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been with us for the past couple of years. He he came up playing over in the Oak Ridge Leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we never competed against him in the youth right. level. But, um, you know, great football player. Um, you know, great, come from a great family. Yep. Very supportive. They're a football family. Sure. Um, and, and Hunter's just a kid, man, that, uh, that, that wants it. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, awesome. can't wait to see him progress and see yeah. how, how he does to, to close his his career out with the, the Pines. So he is uh, going to be uh, associated with Taylor Lewan. Okay. Ooh. Taylor Lewan. A little DN action. <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. 5'5", uh, five, five, 130 pounds. One of these smaller kids. Yes. Yes. 130 pounds is small these days. <laughs> yeah, right. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, College Park High School is where uh, he's heading. And this is, congratulations, Jeremy Hampton. Yes. Good job, brother. Good job. Yes. And uh, that comparison. Dante oh, Hall. That's what? a big word. That's, that's the that, local kid. Yeah, right. But we Tell remember him running, returning kicks for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We he, he, he was the, the original. Speedster. Uh, what they call it? The little joystick. They Where the kids are can make them move fast and juke. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Joystick. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. I like it. Um, moving on, 5'5", 129 pounds. Um, going to Tomball High School, Yeti Rodriguez. Nice. 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 Hey, congratulations, Yeti. That's Congrats. awesome. That's awesome. Um, actually, he's one pound lighter than uh, Jeremy Hampton. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. And here we go. Moving on, 6'2", 140 pounds, going to Willis High School. Another Willis uh, uh, High School kid, uh, Cade Hyde. Yeah. He's a Pines kid, too. Yeah. He's coming back. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations, Kay. That is awesome. He is gonna. He is most associated with Eric Weddle. Okay, that's very interesting. That is. He, he's got some hands in. Well, I mean, Weddle's a defensive guy, so you know, uh, plays for the Rams. So uh, I don't know if the hands are are there. I mean, but Weddle does play safety. That well, get some interceptions. That's right. I mean, you that's know, what safeties are for, right? That's to get interceptions. That's true. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then this is this the same Hunter Smith that's been, you know, I don't know, I, I don't. Is that yours? Is that, did he play for you, man? I tell you what, if it is, he's grown up a lot. That's that's crazy. So Magnolia High School, it's got to be Zach Thomas. That's what I used to always say. He looked like Hunter Smith. Is. Congratulations, brother! That is so awesome. Five seven, one hundred forty five pounds. Just dude, that that dude, this dude hits like a train. Yes. So I'm very excited. Yes. For Hunter Smith. So congratulations. Oh, comparison. Read. You got to because the both oh, oh, all they all Zach, Zach Thomas. I said Zach Thomas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so we're Perfect. Good. Yeah. So um. So congratulations to all you boys that have made made it to the forest into the pines. Yes, and and that's just you know some of the eighth grade announcements. Right. Right. You know, obviously There's over the next more. couple of weeks, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some more. Um. I'll be doing my. We'll be doing twelve of you next week. That's right. So That's I'm right. Excited about that. I know a lot of people are waiting to hear. Now these are your guys, right? Eleven you? No, I'm twelve years. You're twelve so, years. Okay. So oh, twelve years next week. Yes. That's what you just said. So, yeah. So this is Brad Smith. All right. Okay. Cool. All 
All right, so let's uh, move into uh, the 11U. And these, these are, by the way, more announcements. 11U was yes. a part of the first round. Oh, yeah, these are more. Yeah, so these are additional. We're adding. We are adding yes. to 11U. Yes, okay. That is the hottest team in let's the get to Pines it. organization. Let's Everybody get to wants it. to play for them. All right, so, um, yeah, you're right. That is a very popular uh, team. So here we go. Uh, Brian Foster, um, first year with SCP. Um, congratulations, Brian. We're very excited. Uh, not sure what that means. Yeah, athlete. Okay, yeah, so we don't know yet what yep. position he's going to be. Yeah. All right. And then we have Caleb Smith. Congratulations, first year with South County Pines. Yep. And another we, athlete. Correct. And I'll and I'll and on these top two, they both played for me this past fall. Okay. Um, oh, nice. So they were part of the, the Super Bowl winning Giants team. Nice. Um, you know, Foster was a was a linebacker for us. He just guys a net for the football. We yeah. find it. Caleb was our all around guy. Caleb okay, played good. safety. He played some corner oh, for us, and he also played running back. Good, you good, know, good, and good. some receiver. I mean, Sweet. so you know, I'm very happy that both of these guys came out, tried out, and 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 made the team. Good. Um, okay, so we're running a little short on time, so I'm, but I'm gonna go through the list. So um, Hayden Hood, DB wide receiver, first year with SCP. Versatile athlete, athlete with grit, with grit and exceptional athleticism. Um, played for Willis Wildcats last year. Yep. Congratulations, Hayden Hood. Good kid. Made it to the Pines, yes. brother. Uh, Gavin Dartez. Oh, I like that name. Dude, he's that's a, a good football another, name. Another good kid. Wide receiver, RB, DB, another Swiss Army knife. First year with SCP. Super excited about this kid. Blazing speed, great size and athletic ability. Scores every time he touches the ball. He's nice. The kid's nice. Damn. Yeah. Yes. Played with the AAYF Eagles last year. Yep, and he won a Super Bowl in, in his respect. Yep, sure did. Gavin Dortes. <laughs> That's going to be fun to say. Um, all right, cool. Um, congratulations, Gavin. Uh, Chase Leonard, D-tackle, first year with SCP, raw, strong, and ready to level up. Played with the SCFL Texans last fall. Nice. Yep. Okay, good. Um, Jay Reed Jefferson. Jai Jairee. Please get his name right. His mom will come on our show and rip us. Miss Jefferson. Yes, I'm so sorry. Please. Jairee yes. Jefferson. Get it right. All right. Defensive tackle. First year with SCP. The most dominant defensive player in this league. Nice. Massive frame with growth with a uh, he's grown man strong. Yes. That's, that's, awesome. that's real talk. That's awesome. He, he is uh Jairee Jefferson. Yes. Congratulations, yes, brother. He, he is a stud. Mm. Um Caleb Sandegren, O-line, second year with Pine, nice. Um, one of our foundational offensive linemen, so he's like an anchor. Yeah. Nice. Played with the Alliance uh, League last year, NCF North County Football League, Horn Frogs in the fall, and made FBU All-Houston team. Nice. Yes. yes. Nice, Caleb. Well, congratulations. You're a Pine again. Yes. Nice. And then we have Griff Tillis, wide receiver, second year Pine. Me one of Randy Moss. What? Oh, bro. One of the big league's best wide receivers last spring. Yes. Great combination of speed, route running, and hands, and all 11 years old. Yes. Scotty, wait till you see this kid play. Griff Tillis. Oh, I like the name. Yes, and he's he can go. Griff Tillis. <laughs> nice. And then we have Kai Jordan, <clears throat> nose guard. Second year pine. Came wrecking quickness with the ability to wreak havoc in opponents' backfields. Nice. So he's a sack machine. Yes, he is. I like yes, it. He, he's, I he's like, like it. a Warren sack. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, hey, Kai Jordan, congratulations, brother. Um, and then Rocco DeVita, kicker and punter. Oh, yes. Got to have one. You got to have one. Second year pine, That's best kicker does. in 11. That's nice. Field goal master. Oh, Scott, he was the one who told the sad story about. Oh, yeah. He did two oh, field goals. Man, that was Rocco? Had, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Rocco DeVita. 
I wonder if he's up from New York there, Rocco DeVita. <laughs> Coming down here to kick some field goals. I'm like, kick it a ball, coach. Let me touch it. <laughs> okay, played with the SCFL Jags last fall. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, Rocco, congratulations, yes, buddy. Glad he's back. And then we have Carday Matt. All day Carday Matt. Love it. RB, second year with Pines all day. He's coming back to settle some unfinished business. Oh, man. That's awesome. He looks like a different athlete this year. Young man, he's probably spurted up a little bit. Ready for dog dog fight. Yes. Man, that's awesome. Played with um, uh, HAFL Texans last fall. From Umble. From Umble, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. That's a good league. uh, I mean, they say, you know, he's going to be a dog this spring. Woo-wee. Matt. Mac. Yes. MacDog. MacDog. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's he, awesome. I mean, he, he, he has been highly touted since he was six years old. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, glad that uh, the parents decided to bring him back out That's for awesome. a year or two. That's awesome. Um, and, yeah. So, you know. I, I, I am very happy for all of these kids. You know, we love football. That's the reason how we met. Yep. From flag yep. to coaching together to here we are yeah. doing the Fallout Sports Talk Show. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so I know, and you know, and we're, and we're providing the platform for these yes, kids yes. to get an opportunity because I mean, you and I both know it's hard to get to the yes. collegiate level, yes, even yes. harder to get to the NFL, right? So yes. being able to have a platform, you know, through our show via Woodlands Online, yep. um, I think it's great that you know we're able to to do this and it's announce awesome. this. And, it's awesome. Uh, I look forward to the weeks coming, you know, to where we get to. Do do other announcements. That's so. right. Congratulate to all the new Pines members, to players, and their parents because it's <clears> going to be fun. Um, so we're going to break down here and get to the next session. Yeah. Hey. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm so sorry, but I have to depart. Okay. The show. Yes. I got to finish. I'm going to put it in your hands. Yeah. It'll be fine. And then the presidents are coming. The presidents are coming. So and it's a little squeezed in here at four anyway. Yeah, well, <clears throat> it's okay. We could do it. We, we could have made it work. But you're, I know. But it's okay. It's so fine. the presidents are coming. Presidents are coming. And then Jay's going to finish up with this day in sports. Oh, yeah. We're going to we'll finish it up. So, all right, guys. Hey, come back. You won't see Scotty, but you'll see uh, me. Yes. And uh, stay tuned. Yep, we'll be back. Woodlands Online is committed to serving our local community. From news and events coverage to shows and blogs, everything we do is hyper-local. Woodlands Online. By the Woodlands. For the Woodlands. All right, and we are back. Welcome back to the weekly fallout with just Mick, because Brew had to leave. Um, Well, as promised, I have two presidents sitting next to me. I know some of you guys were expecting to be GW and Clinton. Uh, (laughs) However... We are still growing our show, and in turn, we were able to get two presidents. So, I'd like to welcome Mr. Eric Endicott, Rich Walters. Thank y'all so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So, for the ones that that don't know, um, Eric has, uh, is now currently the former president of uh, South County Football League. Ex Presidents Club. Ex Presidents Club. Very good. Oh man, and then I have my guy Rich to my left. That he is now the new president. So. Guys, I mean, how's how's this transition going? It's going good. It's going good so far. I think there's a lot of stuff Eric didn't tell me. It's afraid it'd scare me away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. It's been been very good. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Um, So, Eric, so talk to us a little bit. Um, How many years were you um, the president of of SEFL? So, I think we entered the league in what, 2012? Yep. 2012. uh, I think it was 2014. That I became a board member, 
and uh, was president for for four years uh, up until this up until twenty two thousand nineteen. Uh, so it was, it was a good run. It was a good run. Usually the presidents are a year, two years, three years. Uh, kind of held on to it. We're kind of in a in a weird weird stage with with tackle football numbers right. and, and you know everything else is going around uh, in in new sports and all that stuff. But uh, had a great time. Yeah, great, man. Great. So, um, how did, you know, you go from, and, and, and I know that before you was Steve Starkey mm-hmm. was the president. So kind of walk us through, like, how did that happen to where out of all the board members, you know, they put their, their eyes and their spotter senses directed, you know, towards you as being the next one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a unique, it's a unique gig. Um, I think that, you know, one of, one of the biggest traits you're looking for is poise out there amongst the madness on Saturdays and, and stuff like that. And, and I think Starkey, uh, early on when I was a board member, uh, you know, just you know recognized a few things that, that you know, I was a Woodlands guy and, and I grew up, I actually played uh, what was SEFL back in the, in the early 80s. So, uh, you know, who, he knew I was dedicated to the league and, and that type of stuff. So, Really, what I was looking for is that that same characteristic, and, and I'll uh, I'll never forget. I pulled up one Saturday uh, to SEFL, and uh, we had some coaches acting like knuckleheads. You weren't you weren't one of them, so don't worry. <laughs> so so uh, Rich Rich happened to be on that team, and and I got out of my truck and literally was bombarded with ten people in my you know yelling this and that and. You know, it's kind of chaotic, and Rich comes out to me, and he, uh, as calm and cool, collected as he could be, is like, "Hey, let me explain what happened." It was like right then, I was like, "Who's this guy? Let's put him on the board. Let's put him on the board." I think he might be my next president. So that was, was kind of the, the, the introduction to, to all that. But uh, you know, it's just it's just really someone who cares about the league, yeah. cares about the kids, and and uh, doesn't have too many issues. You know, we all we all get out there and. and Act a fool sometimes, but uh, no, Rich is the right guy for the right for the for the job. Right? Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So, so Rich, so you know, you going through the inauguration stage, mm-hmm. right? Um, I believe your start date was uh, what January one. Is that yeah, yeah. is that how we go? Yeah, yeah. January is really a dead period. The first board meeting, and you know, you really kick off stuff. February, there's stuff Rich is doing behind the scenes. I'm kind of helping him. I'm still involved. Uh, and of course, I'm going to be, you know, Starkey. I leaned on Starkey uh, for for two years. I still in my fourth year. There'd be things I'd call him about, call Weisenbaker about, mm-hmm. call Rob Shear, Benny. Like there's guys that you just still lean on because uh, they've been through it all before. And Rich is going to have the same perks of, of being able to reach out to us. But uh, January is really that dead period. Mm-hmm. Things really start to kick off in, in February and moving forward. Nice, nice. So. Rich, what's going to be your uh, first task that you want to accomplish as the new president of SCFL? We want to get, uh, we want to kind of be branded as all things football around here. Okay. So, you know, obviously tackle is our number one priority and it's been forever. We all know that the tackle numbers have been dwindling. So, we, you know, especially with the younger ages, we want to get some kids out there. We want to get people excited. You know, a lot of times, you know, flag football or 717 or something might be a gateway to it. As far you know, as my son, we came out in second grade. Played uh, seven on seven out there, and then found out about the tackle. That was a gateway to it. Talked to a lot of people. I've been talking to parents all around here, trying to get an idea of, of you know what their take is on tackle football. A lot of them start in flag football. And start right. to it. So 
you know, we're going to start by, uh, in, in May, we're going to do a, a seven on seven league. We're also going to have a lineman challenge because that's the one big thing about seven on seven is everybody complains, well, the lineman can't do it. Correct. That's so we're going to do a, a lineman challenge along Care. with it. It's going to be on Friday nights. We're also going to add an adult flag football league. So. Oh, wow. Hey, so I don't know if you know this or not, but, uh, me and uh, Mr. Endicott over here actually played on a Sunday men's flag. Come on, get your team. Let's do it. You know, we, we might have to come out of retirement. Yeah. We, we told ourselves we were going to be done after that one Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> my, leg, my legs and my lungs hurt, but I did have a couple of one-handed you catches. Did. Uh, you so did. You did. See, all the old guys can relive the glory days. So we're just going to try to be all things football and, and uh, talking to some people behind the scenes and some uh, some. Influential people around here, as far as football goes, yourself as well, just taking ideas on where, yeah. where to take this thing. But we want to get as many people out there as we can to the park. You know, we have the best facilities around here by far, by, by far. Oh, yes. So we want to get people out there, get them excited. And, you know, if you bring some younger kids out there on a Saturday, maybe playing flag football or something, and they see these kids coming in in pads and these great uniforms and right. watching play, you know, they're going to want to play. So, exactly. Um, so we're still kind of working on, on what to do to get some some more of the younger kids out there. But, yeah. Uh, right. Good, man. So, and that's the thing, too. I, you know, we all know that, um, you know, you have the whole thing with concussions and you have the, the new generation coming in. Those mama bears yeah. are a little bit more timid, a little bit more scared to let their kids play. Um, what are we going to do as a lead to try to help offset against that and show that, you know, we're a little bit different than you know, other leagues or other organizations that just bang heads and don't yeah. know what they're doing. We are, to, to me, it starts with the coaches. And right now we've got some really good coaches, as you all hear one of them as well. Right. Uh, and we need to get some younger kids, younger coaches out there. And uh, and if we teach the coaches the correct way to do this, you look at the high schools, they're they're not banging heads all day. They barely right. hit at all. Right. So we need to take that. We need to, to get along with the times yep. and move forward with that. And, you know, there'll be less contact in practices and, you know, more teaching. So we feel if we get the right coaches and we can teach those coaches correct, correct way to do it, it's going to be a safer, safer game for everybody, which is what we want. I mean, correct. all the way up through, through the pros, they're doing the same thing. If I can, if I can add to that, yeah. SCFL has always been, you know, kind of leading that charge. So we were the first league to team up with uh, uh, football uh, USA uh, football yes. heads, up, heads up program and, and trying to, you know, it's really about training. And, and, you know, yeah, we, we want to teach tackling correct technique and, and you do a great job of the rugby tackling and stuff like that. Um, you know, but that's really what it's all about is, is, hey, you know, we're not just sitting here banging heads. We're, you know, trying to train our coaches up, get the best coaches we possibly can, uh, and then still be a part of, you know, whatever the initiative is with USA football and, and whatever we can do to make it better. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Awesome. All right. So, Eric. We know you're gonna still be around, right? And uh, but I, I kind of wanted to go down memory lane a little bit with you. So, kind of share with us some of your your fondest memories as uh, being press of uh, South County Football League. Fondest memories. So uh, that first year was was head coach. You know, won the Super Bowl. That that little clip on YouTube where you're doing the color commentary. <laughs> yeah, that was the showstopper. That was my first uh, experience of. Of doing what I do now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that was a great, a great experience. I remember that game we played each other in that, what was it, like 60 to 50 or something like that. It was, it was five and six year olds. Five and six year olds, Rich. Putting up basketball numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that was, it that was, was a great game. Yeah. Uh, 
If I, had to, if I had to pinpoint one thing, really, it was just the time with Aiden, being able yeah. to coach him out there and, yeah. and, and spending that time, you know, uh, we're so busy in our careers and, and, and you know, doing what we can to, to be a part of our kids' lives. Well, you know, daddy day is Saturday for me and right. my family. And, and uh, I've always coached Avery and everything she played and just having having that experience with Aiden every single Saturday, all the practices. I mean, that's eight years of uh, – of a lot of time and, and, uh, you know, I know he enjoyed it as well. And, and, uh, so that's, that's my founder's memories coaching Aiden. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Rich, you know, obviously you're starting your tenure. So I guess we'll be asking you this question in another 10 years. You're going to do a 10 year run. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, not a 10 year run. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no. Um, well, you know, I will say, um, you know, Eric is obviously, uh, just from my viewpoint, you know, uh, you were, you know, because I, I dealt with, you know, only two presidents. Um, I think we came in after she was done, you know, but I knew of him through, you know, Sean Cash and some of the older coaches, uh, Brendan Keith, uh, Terry Green, those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from everything I've heard um, and what I dealt with, you know, you were by far the uh, the best president, um, in my personal opinion. You know, and I know the other guys are good guys, but, you know, hey. I like chicken, but I love steak. So <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're my steak. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate that, but I do want to go on record and say, you know, every every president that's that's taken part, you know, has been there and 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 led an initiative or a uh, an integral part of of the time that they were there. Like Weisenbaker built, building Golo Park and making that transition from across the street to the beautiful football fields mm-hmm. we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sheer building foot <clears throat> Starkey kind of finishing that off. Uh, I know there are some other guys in there as, as well, but you know, all those guys are are, are great guys and and uh, did did a great job running the league. So I'm I was blessed to be a part of that group, and that's why I, you know kind of took pride at, at the beginning here saying you know ex presidents because that's I'm I'm still part of that group. And, yeah. And, uh, now it's all on Rich. So. Yeah. Well, I, I just know us regular guys, we don't know all the behind the scenes, no. you know, of that. No. So we only can kind of see what's on the surface. Yeah. Um, so well, I do appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, I, and I get what you're saying, you know, I mean, because yeah. <clears throat> they, they helped you and they molded you right. and you were able to keep everything going. And Rich, you know, we look forward to, you know, you doing the same. Um, you know, I, I'm still around. I told him I would, you know, be done when he left and then he introduced me to you. That's and I like you. And I'm like, now, now I'm still picking up trash on Saturdays. I don't even know how that happens. But either way, all right. So moving on. Right. So I, uh, we ha- I have a little game that, that I created. Okay. Um, here are the rules. Rich, you have to answer first because I have to understand your side of it. And then, Eric, I'll have you answer second. The name of the game is called What Would the SEFL President Do? Uh-oh. So there's going to be a series of questions, <laughs> and we're going to see oh, what the correct answer would be. Oh, All right. So question number one, are you ready, Rich? Yes, Does everybody understand the rules? Yes. All right. We're good. All right. Question number one. If someone brings a pet to the fields and when confronted, they say it's a service dog, does the SEFL president just take their word for it, or does he ask to see the paperwork? Oh. He has to see the paperwork. Okay. And the reason being is because a lot of people could try to abuse the abuse it, and you do what you for one. All of a sudden, next day you got ten star stuff. Okay. The next time, and then the kid gets bit, and then oh, my suit and mm. so. wow. And then the people that have the service dogs, they have that information with them, and we're good to go. 
Okay. Mr. Endicott. <laughs> oh, my pet peeve. Yes. My pet peeve. I knew I would get the blood pressure up this morning. Oh, man. So, yeah, a lot of research into this. You're, you're, you're kind of correct in, in the answer. So, so I can explain, because I've never had a platform to explain to everybody. If we allowed pets up at SEFL, can you imagine a football Saturday when there's 50 dogs running around, pooping everywhere? Um, you know, and, yeah, but, but, but safety first, safety first, that is an, ins- uh, an issue. Our insurance does not cover dog bites, and that's a huge lawsuit, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't understand when I go, when I, you know, when I'm up there and uh, policing the fields and, you know, I, I've been called an ass and, and a jerk and, you know, all this stuff before because I've, you know, some lady brought in a service dog. So the correct answer <laughs> is, is by law, you can't ask them for their papers Ooh. by law. However, what you can ask for, there's not an obvious, um, uh, reason like if if they're if they say it's a it's a it's a ther- you know I can ask them um, what what do you, what do you have the therapy dog for mm-hmm. so if if someone has a service dog that's one thing okay service dog for the blind um, PTSD uh, stuff like that therapy dog is different now then and I'm glad you brought this up <laughs> even at SEFL. Therapy dogs, even if you have paper, is not allowed, and we do not have to allow it by law. Service dogs, yes. Therapy dogs, no. So it's always a, like, I've had to talk to grandmas, I've you know, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you have a little leniency sometimes depending on what's going on, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, we do it for a reason. I'm, I'm glad you're on that. I used to, I used to just, I was like, oh, why'd you bring your dog up here? And don't get me wrong, I'm a dog lover. I love animals. I love dogs. I have, uh, you know, uh, Riddick, he's passed. We have Raider now, and and I'd love to bring my dogs up there. So we just need to build a little dog park right next to the next to the exactly. Well, I mean, no, then that'll bring more dogs. No dogs, no dogs, no smoking, yeah. no vaping. That's yes, it. Yeah, that's those, it. Those, and no skateboards and no drones. No, no drones. <laughs> no bicycles. Uh, yeah. No rollerblades. Oh yeah. Again, I you know we'd have kids come up there, you know, people, and they're like, hey, you can't have that. Up there, no scooters. Know, I look, I look like the meanest guy in the world, and, and you know, you've like had to do it. For we once had a drone. We were playing a seven-on-seven game. And we had a, another team had a drone throwing yep. us above it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. We scrimmage blues. Remember, I, oh, went, yeah. Yeah, so I was running around the park. Oh, he's yeah. got that. Yeah. I think it was, it was uh, a former board member. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Breaking the rules. So, Eric, I guess that's a long answer to say that Rich was wrong. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Little he, bit. Was, he, he did well. He I did well. As I well, I had to research. Well, I had to hey, research. You, know? yeah, you can't you can't ask for papers by federal law, but but you can't ask what is the reason that they have a, if you can't tell, like, mm-hmm. you know, some people have cancer and need a, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, again, something we're very empathetic for, obviously. Um, but there are rhymes and reasons to why why we can't allow pets, yeah. pets up at uh, Golo Park. All right. <laughs> Rich, just so you know, you come on my show, you get the tough questions. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's no layups yeah, when you come on the weekly fallout. All right, so question number two. 
If a coach questions a rule and catches one off guard, does the SFL president make something up? Request to get back to them or just say it's the spirit of the rule and walk away? So, so repeat that one more okay. time. So. If a coach questions a rule and catches one off guard, right? So, okay. you know, so you're catching you off guard, right? You're the one. Does the SFL president make something up? Does he request to get back to them? Or just say it's the spirit of the rule and walk away? It depends on the situation. If it's right there in the middle of the game, you know, obviously we go to the refs because we have to defer to the refs because okay. they are in control of that game, mm-hmm. that game. And we all know that the refs can miss, miss calls. They can miss things like that. So basically, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't make anything up, first of all. Okay. Yeah. So that's out. And that's out. So basically, we will defer to the refs because they are the ones in charge of the game. If I go in and start overruling refs, then it becomes chaos. I got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. So it depends on the situation. Exactly right. Um, I used to, it used to kill me when people would come up. I'd have, you know, assistant coaches come up to me and, you know, hey, that ref and, you know, this and that. I'm like, just, you know, is there any other level of football where you get to go talk to the lead commissioner? You know, it's not like uh, Texas and Texas Tech playing each other and, assistant coach, the head coach sends assistant coach to go talk to to the Big 12 commissioner, you know, during mm-hmm. the middle of the game and stuff like that. So, you know, my my kind of rule of thumb is if a game's happening, I'm deferring to the refs. Um, if it's something that I can answer on the spot, then yes. If, if, if I can't, um, I'll defer to what the refs ruled on, just like in regular sports. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll go back and correct the issue if we can. Great. Uh, I remember um, uh, it was about three years ago um, we had a senior game uh, and it was a Cowboys team. I remember it was a Cowboys team. And uh, and I knew the rule. It just caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, you know, I'm a, not, not a photographic memory, so I had to, had to actually look it up. Um, but during the game, uh, kickoff team recovered the onside kick, ran it back for a touchdown, Okay. And in the chaos of that, the refs allowed it. You can't advance. Right. You can't advance a kickoff hmm. recovery. So after after the play had already started or they had already ran plays, the coach comes up to me. Uh, I think it was in, in between quarters and lets me know, hey, this happened. I'm like, wait, that's not supposed to happen. He's like, well, what are we going to do about it? I was like, have y'all ran a play? He's like, yeah. I was like, nothing we can do about that. You know what I mean? So yeah. get through the game, and they lost by a few touchdowns anyway, but get through the game and, and all that. If it's not during a game and I'm caught off guard, I always keep the rules uh, on my phone, on the little part where you can pull it down, download, pull it up. Mm-hmm. So I always have the rules right there and probably read them a thousand times, never memorized them, but – you you uh, you have to look at them a lot, and it's just stuff you just got to get through. So we always try to be as fair as possible, but uh, yeah. So so no spirit of the rule. No, that's not going to be an answer. Well, for, I, well, for a well president. spirit of the rule. There's some times where you can say spirit of the rule. Usually, when you're saying spirit of the rule, you're not caught off guard. You're just saying, "Hey, I get that you're, you know, you're you're not technically breaking the rule." But to the spirit of the rule, you're you're leaning up against it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but I know what you're talking about. So, so spirit of the rule is yeah. saying you're, you're you sure are leaning on that rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you sure do want to break. That's the spirit of the rule. 
That's the spirit of Back off the rule. Let the let the rule have its spirit. You know. Okay. All right. Good. Good. So you he'll he'll talk to you offline. Yeah. That's always been a good get out for the President's Club. All right. So the third question. Okay. Vanessa FL team is blasting one of the teams in the alliance. And by the way, guys, these are just random questions. I mean, no, no seriousness behind it. These probably never even happened. So just kind of preface that. <laughs> but um, and uh, so anyway, you know, we're, we're like an all-star, you know, tournament champion type game. Uh, and then the head coach is wanting to take the advice of Coach Yost from the movie Remember the Titans and leave no doubt. Does the SFL president give the Coach Boone head nod of approval? Or come remind that coach that these are our friends and to take it easy? That's a, uh, a good question and a, one that we've had controversy on within our league and without okay. outside of our league for years. So, you know, we all get, myself included, very competitive. Yes. You want to win. Sometimes you have a coach on the other side that you're, you know, maybe have a little animosity to and you want to stick it in there. So I understand that part of it. What we have to do is step back and look at what we're really here for. We're here for these kids. Mm -hmm. We're here to try to teach them some fundamentals of football, how to play the game right, and you know how to how to grow up and be men. And so, to me, you know, if you're up fifty to nothing and you're trying to do that, well, what does that teach? You know, that's not really teaching your kids a lot. So, one of these days, it's going to come back around. You're going to be on the other side of that fifty nothing score, and it's going to happen against you. So, mm. so you know, I. I would ask the coach, to, and and I know it happens all the time, and it it's, gets away from me in the, in the heat of the game. But yep. you know, ask the coach to try to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. To try as much as you want to stick that to him and score that one more more touchdown. Mm. Uh, you know, mm. the right thing. Remember, we are here for the kids. Mm -hmm. Trying to teach these kids to, to how to grow up and do the right things. That's that's the, that's the big picture. That's that's good. That's a great answer. Um, I'll never be president. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, so this was this one? was a uh, big point of contention with the uh, with the alliance this year. We talked a lot about a lot about it. He's going to hear a lot about it uh, at the alliance meetings. Uh, we talked a lot about it last year. We'll hear a lot about it this year. Um, so I'm I'm a big sportsmanship guy. You know that. I'm also a very competitive guy. I'm a realistic competitive guy though, uh, and sportsmanship guy. And, uh, you know, my good friend, Chris Beard, he's got a great mentality on this. It's pretty much the shot clock rule, right? Um, if you, Chris, if you're a head coach of Texas Tech, head coach of Texas Tech, basketball. I'm my high school teammate, I'm going up there to see him tonight and, and watch the Kentucky game tomorrow. Oh, you're going to do some correspondence for us, right? Am, I am. Give us Kentucky, Absolutely. Texas Tech. Absolutely. Sideline action. If they win, I might get you at, uh, an interview with Coach Beard after the game. Oh, if we can put it on the weekly fallout. Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so, so basically a shot clock rule, and that is if you have possession and of a basketball, and you, I mean, you're up 20, 30, whatever it is, and you got some bench players, some role players in there getting time, um, in which you know when they call it garbage time, um, but there's a shot clock, meaning the the game clock has not yet got to thirty seconds. Yep. So you're still running offense. You're still trying to score. Right, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if it's three point, whatever. But if you have the ball and there's no shot clock, you're not shooting that ball. I don't care if it's the guy that's never scored, he's on the floor. That's the honor playing the game. Mm -hmm. And football is a little different, but the same premise for me in football. 
in football, when you go up, we put our we put our second string and right. third string in, and guys that have never had the opportunity to run the football, right? Before. And that's a big chance for these things, you know, these kids to get that opportunity to get on and the uh, get on the field and and, and do something they've done before. Now, then, the opposing coach needs to understand this. I always did. BJ threw a double pass on me, and I got it. It wasn't his second string players, but yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that was Liam McCarthy. He was throwing. he was wanting to run. Yeah, he was wanting to run this play so bad, and 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 I had prepared my team. That's why I didn't get mad. I prepared my team for it. We just didn't execute. Yeah. So so my thing is in football is is uh, you know passing's one thing. Now passing's a lot different in the NFL and college and high school than it is in little league. You yeah, know, running the ball. You know, that, that, you know, but if it were me controlling the game and I was up, um, you know, until the clock gets to that two minute, a minute 30 to where I can start kneeling it and, and the coach isn't going to call a timeout or doesn't have any timeouts and I can in four possessions and four downs run the clock mm-hmm. out. Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run the ball anymore. That's where I'm gonna start kneeling the ball and showing sportsmanship. Hey, this game's over. Mathematically, it's over. There, you know, nothing else is gonna happen. All that stuff. But until we get to that point, yeah, I'm running. I'm running. I'm yeah, running. It's one thing you hear a lot of coaches say, "Well, I'm getting my my second team in," or the guys that have never carried the ball. Correct. That's not a problem as long as you're yeah. running. It Correct. But if you're trying to hurry up and pass, and you got your first team in there, you're, yeah, it's obviously you're trying exactly. to run it up. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, we. Um, you know, I had a situation where, you know, I was coaching All-Stars and we had kids that uh, hadn't had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eric sitting over in the Gator with Magnolia's president and we're beating Magnolia. Yeah. Um, and, you know, clock is supposed to keep running. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have a unique way of managing the clock. I feel very well. Yeah. Um, and I start calling timeouts. And the official that was from Magnolia allows it, and he stops the clock because Magnolia is driving. And, um, you know, I got a little animated, Mr. President. You know, I I know you're probably shocked hearing that. Coming from me, a little bit more even kill on the sideline. However, I'm going crazy, and Eric sitting in the gator, just cool, calm, collective, sitting there with his legs crossed like he is now. And he was like, Jay, Jay, let it go. And I had to let it go. Yeah. I had to let it go because he brought me back to that moment of like, hey, yeah. you know, who cares if these guys scored? Yeah. You're up 50-0. It would be 50-7. Yeah. But I didn't. I just didn't want to seven. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it that dug in my crawl. But, yeah. you know, Eric being who he is, he somehow knows how to keep me calm. So. Sometimes it hurts to do the right thing. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. But he he knows how to get it. So I'm sure you'll share yeah. your secret sauce. Yeah. This is how you control Jay. So. All right, next question, gentlemen. Y'all are doing great, by the way. Um, during the coaches' meeting, okay, the head of the competition committee wants to use someone to demonstrate how to properly thud tackle while squeezing and lifting him up. Does the SEFL president allow it or save this coach from being embarrassed in front of his peers? We'll see if they have any volunteers, and we'll let them do that if they haven't volunteered. I think I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> an incident a few years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, very uncomfortable. Somebody got crashed into there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, 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 Eric had to send his VP off to – this is when we first started getting really involved with uh, Heads Up yeah, yeah. football. And, that was uh, before I was president. Yeah. 
Correct. 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 That was the year before. Uh, and uh, so Starkey, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he wanted to demonstrate. That was, that was back when we had a guy that would just do the safety. He Correct. The safety guy. Yeah, safety guy. Yeah. We stopped having that guy, so I had to be president <laughs> and the safety guy. Yeah, you never squeeze anyone. The good thing no. now is I think everybody knows what the thud is, and we have videos. Yeah. So okay. I, I don't, I don't but if we get in the hot tub time machine and we go back <laughs> and you're president, like, I need to know, like, what would you do? Would you allow him to select the coach of his choice and – Get him to come up there and squeeze him and pick him up like a big teddy bear? Or? I wouldn't let him select the coach of his choice, but if we had a coach that said, you know what, I'll volunteer to do that. You would allow it. I, I, think, allow it. I, I think, don't want to put anybody on the spot, though. Okay. I think a lot of that had to do with uh, preparation. And uh, <laughs> I think I think the best uh, the best thing to do in that situation is have a tackle done. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not trying to uh, do anything with the live body, which you can't replicate when you're doing in slow motion. Which is why it got uh, a little bit awkward. And we had fun teasing. We did for a long time. We did. But, I, I thought uh, you were going to dim the lights and turn on some music. I didn't, I didn't know where we were going with this. <laughs> Wasn't sure where we were going with it. I um, didn't know. I didn't know if we were getting trained on the Heimlich maneuver. Wait, don't. What do you tackle someone from behind? Yeah, you just lift his arms up. You know, I didn't know if we were gonna do a remake of uh, the movie Titanic when they're leaning over. She's about to jump off the boat. It was not appropriate for a coach. Yeah, no. You need you need a you need a tackling dummy in that situation so you can replicate in and in slow motion. You know, getting the head out of the way and getting the shoulder into it and wrapping up and all that stuff without having to. And if somebody without having to pull me me pull Jay close up. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was, oh, man. that's a good question. Yeah. All right, that's great. Right. Tackling dummy, you need Ta- tackling, you need tackling dummy. dummy. All right, dummy. so there, there it Bring is. Bring it to the coaches meeting. Yes, just in case. And put some lipstick on it and <laughs> dress. So makes it look more real. All right, last question, gentlemen. And we kind of talked a little bit about you. Kind of, kind of walked me into this a little bit about the refs. So one of the greatest Super Bowls ever was played a few years ago at Woodford Stadium. Eagles and Dolphins. Eagles Dolphins on the junior level. Towards the end of the game, there was a controversial call that was made. Mm -hmm. Does the SEFL president support his officials in this moment? Stop the game to discuss it, as you guys kind of talked about, or does he go crazy and get kicked out of the stadium? I would definitely take the first choice, not the second. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's you know things like that are going to happen all the way up through the NFL. I mean, look at the Saints and, and Rams yep. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just then the refs will admit to you that they're going to get about sixty percent of the plays right and forty percent wrong, and it's going to happen at age five all the way up to age you know thirty. Mm-hmm. And, and it just they have it's the replay on yeah, that level. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and they're still missing. Them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you just try to you know try to you, you don't want the chaos basically. Yeah. So you know it's. Uh, you, Again, the refs are the final decisions out there on the field. If we went in and started changing everything, you know, we don't have instant replay. We don't have anything like that. And if you start going in and saying, oh, you know what, they made a wrong call, we're going to talk about it and switch it, you know, that's going to open Pandora's box. You know, everybody's going to say, well, you did it in that play. Why can't right. you do it on this one? So, right. I mean, it's just, you know, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's sports. It's competition. It's it's uh, won and lost on the field, and sometimes the refs can't impact it. But, you know, you just, you just do the best you can. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right. You can tell he's he's heard me talk before. He's uh, yeah, that was spot on. That so was. two things there, like you know, I'll address the specifics. But you know, one of the things that that I wish that every parent, and everybody, every spectator out there could understand is 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 uh, uh, you know, the refs are, are not perfect. They'll they'll admit that. But the the refs, I've and I I've you've heard me say this before. I've said it a hundred times. I've never. I've never watched a single game in any sport ever where the refs got the wrong call. I guess the closest sport to where the refs get the right call is golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just yeah. different. But that particular instant, I was standing right there, and uh, to my to to my rule that um, I never intervene in a game unless it's SEFL rule. Okay. Right. So if, it, but I'm still not going to overturn. We're going to come to a happy medium or whatever with the coaches and the refs. Um, but from my understanding of what happened, the ref that that made that call, which was uh, the the Dolphins player on the kickoff team, um, was standing behind um, the 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 line that he was supposed to be. I guess that's the forty. Mm-hmm. Um, the kickoff the forty five. So he's supposed to be standing on the forty. Um, he was standing behind that. Well, you're not allowed to do that so you don't get an extra run start, head start, you know, runner. So you got to have one of your feet on that line. And he had already worn them a couple of times, you know. So I was standing right there and I saw him drop the flag and my heart literally sank because they recovered the ball. And it wasn't, be, it wasn't, it wasn't that I cared that they recovered the ball or not or who it was against or not or right. who it was for or right. not. Right. It was that this is setting up to be one of the greatest all-time games ever, right? Ever. BJ gets the ball back. They're up. They've come the back. Goat, they're the mean. under. They're the underdogs. Hey, but you have the best coach. And in so it was going to come down. It was going to come down to the game. Was actually going to decide it for itself. Is Jay's Eagles defense going to stop him? Or is Braden, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to come out of SCFL, is he going to go down and score at the final mm. minute and the final seconds? And we all got robbed of that. We all got robbed of that. Now then, part of the game. Yeah. Part of the game. Was it a penalty? Yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah. It was a yeah. penalty. Should the ref – now, <clears throat> if I could have talked to that ref right before that, knowing what was going to happen, I would have told him, don't make that call. Just, <laughs> that's, that's where you get it wrong right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let the game play out. Yeah. Don't call it because this kid is a foot behind the line and he's just, you know, BJ is trying to coach to let's recover this king. Yeah. And not remembering hey. to, to remind his kids, stand on the dead line. But you know what? After that game, I guarantee you as, as, as a coach, all my kids were on that line every single oh, yeah. time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, you're right. And, and not to take anything away from the game, that was a great game. It was one of the classic games. Like, you know, you did. I mean, it was packed. Yeah. yeah. It was I packed. mean, we couldn't even hear ourselves. Our like, you know, my coaching staff, guys are, you know, probably, you know, two more feet to the left of me. And we couldn't even hear each other. Yeah, you know, it was it was, it was was insane. Um and and you know you know how the refs change sidelines yeah. after the half and you know that first half that same official that was on he was on my sideline and I remember when you know because we didn't score you know in the first half and I remember him saying you know telling the kids on the Dolphins side like you know over here like y'all get on the line get on the yeah. line and he warned them and then when he goes to their sideline the second half you know obviously I'm not on that side so you know um, 
you know, what like what you said, Eric. Um, but you know, it, it, it ended um, obviously great for me. I mean, you know, uh, like you know, go, well, that's go. what I'm saying. It's still part of the game. You know, you're not taking anything away from you or the Eagles or anything like that. Like the game played out, and that's part of the game. You know, you can't say that that was you know not 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 a penalty or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. It just you know to BJ's point, which I get on oh, the other course. side of it. Of like, course, I mean, you if know, you what were, if we would have had that chance? You know, decided you know like if that, we line up yeah. and go play it again, and, and and if y'all would have intervened and jumped in and said, "Don't make that call now," then now the other side. Now you're yeah, having to deal with our well, side. Well, if you I mean, remember, if you remember, one I'm not going to name names. One of their assistant coaches um, got got ejected from the game, and and. You know, I had to I had to kind of intervene in that and and you know help get him off the field. In retrospect, I should have walked into the locker room. Um, it kind of got worse because I was making him hmm. leave the stadium, which right. I will state. And, yeah, you know, sort of some yeah. stuff there. But had I gone on the field, this is why. Had I gone on the field and you know reversed that call, which isn't my isn't isn't my job as president, but reverse that, you know, who who's getting who's getting ejected on your sideline? Because I, I know a couple of guys yeah, that have lost their name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, so, again. Might have been just me and Bellinger out there having to finish coaching that game. Yeah, yeah. People hey. people just got to understand, like, sports is sports, and, and the game is the game, and refing yeah. is part of the game. And it's hard for people who maybe people haven't played. You and I played college basketball, and, you know, I, I've just been in sports solo. My dad was a coach. My dad's been ejected from games. I've gotten technical stuff like that. Yeah. You know, refing is 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 part of the game. It's never going to be right. perfect. There's say, always going to be a flaw. I'll say one thing about that is, and you see it all the time, where a ref, they think, parents think the ref made a bad call, the coaches are on, the, the parents are yelling at the ref. All of a sudden, the kids, instead of focusing on what they need to do next, they're focusing, oh, yeah, yeah. we're getting hosed over here, and yeah. they lose their focus. We have a saying on all the teams that I coach, next play. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something that good happened or whether it's something bad that happened. You get a bad call, you make a bad play, go on to the next play. Focus on what you got to do. And all the great coaches, even on all up level, I see it on the Division One basketball side. They say they teach their kids, their their players, the exact same thing. Like you know, you can't you can't sit there and dwell. And you're right, man. As as president and tournaments stuff like that, the worst things I've ever seen was was a coach not not understanding that and and start to make it. Oh, we got we got cheated. We got cheated. So these players they feed off that. These kids start mm-hmm. to have this mentality and and if they just saw it from my perspective, um I remember a 7 on 7 game uh where there was some animosity it was two um it was a 7 on 7 for anyway, there was it was it was off season non tackle football and there was two teams going at it and it was heated and it was over first place and all that. And um uh, and one team, like I actually heard a kid say, um, you know, we're not gonna shake their hand. Hmm. And I, I stopped it right there and I went to the coach and I told the coach, Yeah, you are. Hey, talk to them now, get this under control. They can't leave with yeah. that in their yeah. mind. You Correct. know, sportsmanship is sportsmanship. No matter what, one with class lose with class. Yeah. Yeah. And those kids, they take they look to the adults. You know, if the adults are acting crazy and, and complaining about the rest, they are. Yeah, got to keep your head. It's tough though. Yeah, you're, you're the it, it is. It is. You, you know, but you know, and that was the thing too. Because um, even at the end of that, you know, now because BJ and I had already made a deal that no matter who won, we were going to be the, the all star coaches. Yeah. You know, um, and so having to meet with him the next morning. But it, it's funny, though, because, you know, he's one of my, you know, best friends, yeah. um, you know, and I remember him and I text each other before 
the game and we kind of went over the 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 rules of engagement you know like he told me that I couldn't do any fist pumps I told him he couldn't shoot any guns <laughs> when he scores so you know but but to you guys' point of the sportsmanship yeah. you know I think that because we did that now fast forward to when you were having to escort you know the assistant coach uh, Rich, I don't know if you know this or not, but the rule states that if a assistant coach gets ejected, the head coach has to go as well because that's kind of a you can't control yeah. your guys. And I remember BJ was like, I'm not leaving, I'm leaving the field. And I remember going to the ref saying, hey, I'm taking the knee. Like, I, yeah. I don't want him leaving yeah, his team. You know, BJ heard that. He was like, Jay, you're taking the knee, right? I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Took a knee. He, you know, didn't have to leave. Thank you, Eric, for letting him stay and kind of overriding that. Shook hands. And it made the whole deal yeah. Easier, right? You know, now the next morning we're meeting, we select all stars, and you know, now you see where we are. I mean, yeah. he, he's going to be back there out with, with me, helping me coach the Pines mm-hmm. um, this spring. Obviously, you know, me and Jason helped him, yeah, you know, this past great. fall with the Giants, and we didn't have a, a kid on the team. So, um, you know, good, good, strong friendships have been have been made under your under your your, your leadership, yeah. man. So, yeah. you know, thank you for everything. Well, hey, now this concludes our deal. Can y'all stick around for a couple minutes to help me close the show out? Yeah, All right, guys. Hey, we'll be right back um, to conclude and talk about a little bit of uh, this history day in sports. See y'all in a few minutes. As much as we might try, nobody can be everywhere all the time. That's why at Woodlands Online, we're committed to producing quality video coverage of local news, events, sports, and everything else you don't want to miss. Woodlands Online, your window into the Woodlands. And we are back. Uh, welcome to the final segment of the weekly fallout with Mick and Brew, although Brew's not here. Still here with my guy Rich and Eric. You know, close the show out with me. Uh, before we get to the final segment, uh, guys, once again, thank y'all so much for coming on the show. Um, definitely, um, y'all, you know, all know SEFL has been a very important part of my life, you know, bringing Jalen up since he was five years old, you know, meeting this guy when he was with uh, Joe and the Cowboys and, and you know, just kind of getting to have my son grow up. You know, we, we moved out to Montgomery, so we actually were closer to uh, North County uh, League the past few years. But, you know, SEFL's home and, uh, you know, we don't mind making that drive. So, uh, once again, thank you for everything, brother. And, Rich, I look forward to working with you in the future. So, uh, all right, guys, just a reminder, uh, tomorrow we're going to be at Lake Creek High School. Um, we have another Kaylee Mills 5K. So, yeah, guys, so the actually what's happening now is that this thing has grown so big for the Kaylee Mills Foundation that now students are orchestrating and organizing it themselves. Okay. So the, the student council at uh, Lake Creek High School, the new one in Montgomery, they basically contacted the Kaylee Mills Foundation, contacted David and his staff and just said, hey, we want to organize this. We're going to promote it. We just need you guys to come bring the bubble machine and the MC. So Scotty and I will be doing our deal again. What's up? Huh? What's up? And it's tomorrow um, at uh, a registration is at 930. The race starts at 1030. Um, and it'll be at Lake Creek High School. So the new one right off of uh, 2854. So um, if you hadn't signed up, please feel free to go kmillsfoundation.org. Uh, or go look at their Facebook page and they can get you guys set up. Uh, it's going to be another fun event. We're going to have the DJ, like I said, the bubbles. Uh, David and them have a great course laid out. Um, school's built up on the hill, guys, so it's a lot of different things that they'll be able to do. So, um, And obviously, we look forward to having the next one at SEFL. I know yeah. we, Eric committed to uh, allowing them to do that and yeah, keep that going. So 
Anyway, so tomorrow, if you're free, come out, come support. Uh, we would love to see y'all there. So, that being said, guys, the normally how Scott and I end the show is that we like to do this week in sports history. Mm-hmm. Kind of just kind of a recap of before our time, during our time when we were kids. Uh, the different things that happened during the week. Okay, so, in 1950, Jackie Robinson signs the highest contract in Dodger history. Are y'all ready for this? It was... Only $35,000. Like, there's players. They per give, minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, per inning. Yeah. I, that's another 35000 yeah. I made it, you know. I wonder what that uh, <laughs> that translates into today's money. Ooh, good call. I mean, $1,950, $35,000. African American, too, with that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I know it goes a long way in that community, but I, I get that's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, if it's the largest contract in Dodger history, I mean, it's back when you go uh, go to a movie and get popcorn and coke <laughs> for fifteen cents, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, the glory days, right? <laughs> All right, so uh, here's another one, and once again, we just kind of get sporadic with with this. Uh, 1952, uh, first NFL team in Texas. They were called the Dallas. Texans now are the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, there it is. Yeah. And before that, they were formerly the New York Yanks. Mm-hmm. So interesting how that how that, that came came the, the path that way. So uh but that was in 1952. All right. So um and, and oh, there it is. Look at that showstopper is on. So let's go back to the Jackie Robinson. So he's telling us that. Thirty five thousand dollars in nineteen fifty in today's money now equates to three hundred almost three hundred sixty five thousand dollars. Bro, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's just another zero, bro. and probably another ten grand on that. That's wow. That's a lot of money back then. So I mean, I guess vehicles must have been real cheap. They had those vehicles with no windows and stuff, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Those old I tried for a grand. Back then they, they started getting along. They started having windows back then. In fifties, they had. Okay, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They had the convertibles and all that. But the cost of living must have been real oh, cheap. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Look at that showstopper coming through, baby. That's what he does. One of the best producers. Uh, all right. 1998. Uh, Spice Girl, Victoria Beckham, gets engaged to soccer player David Beckham. Like, I mean, obviously she was posh. Then they were, you know, that was her last name. Y'all remember the Spice Girls? You know, that was kind of one of those secret groups that you, as a kid, you're like, I don't like them. They're really black. But then you really liked them, right? I mean, I'm gonna go Backstreet Boys on that, man. Yeah, I was never, never got into the the Spice Girls. Okay, but Backstreet, I mean, I I like it there. You know, I I tried to hate on them, and I'm serious. I didn't like, man, this boy group. This is Tupac on. You know, I was already thrown back for New Kids on the Block, and they got me for a couple of songs. I'm like, man, I'm not like any more boy groups. And when I heard that, tell me why, I was like, oh no. It's my, it's my favorite man. song to uh, karaoke. I went to uh, Oklahoma City on a business trip about three years ago, four years ago, and uh, uh, karaoke that at a bar. No one no one knew me at all, but uh, <laughs> funnest, funnest time I had. I'm sure in your mind you were really good, right? <laughs> yeah, I choreographed steps, everything. I didn't even, I even oh, yeah. oh, wow. I wish we had some footage of that. Anybody has any footage of that? Please, please. There's no footage of that, but Liquid Courage takes me. Liquid Courage <laughs> takes me a long way. So just give me a karaoke machine about an hour before. 
the game plan. Game, game plan. prep. I like it, man. A little pre-game action. Exactly. Oh, uh, all right. And then the last um, one that we have for this week in sports history, 2015, right? It's a little bit closer to uh, where we are now. Five years ago, NFL Pro Bowl was played at University of Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona. Got it. Uh, Team Irvin, because y'all know now that they let former players kind of yeah, have their true. deal. So Michael Irvin's team beats uh, Team Carter, right, which is I'm assuming it's Chris Carter, yeah. uh, 32-28. Here are the MVPs. One MVP was Houston Texans' very own J.J. Watt, right? So we, we got that connection. And then on the offensive side of football, the MVP was Matthew Stafford, oh. right? So all those short and last quarterback, everybody for – the most part knows that, but the us football guys, we know that he's a Texas kid, yeah. right? Most um, quarterbacks are. It's true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You got Breeze, you got Stafford, you got uh, uh, Andy Dalton, Foles, Foles Mahomes. Okay. Wow, Johnny Manziel. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Too yeah, too soon. No, it's not too soon. No, no, no it's not too soon. Long. Yeah, it's been it's been long enough. So anyway, well, guys, thank y'all so much for joining me. Thanks, Travis. Uh, all you guys out in TV, radio land, thank y'all so much for tuning in once again to the weekly fallout with Mickey Brew. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys next week.